Welcome back to the CTO Studio. I'm your host, Nikolai Walker. Today we are joined in studio with Imad Georgie, and we want to talk about applied emotional intelligence between the CTO and the CEO. And I want to pose this question to Etienne, which is self-awareness and self-management. Are these key to emotional intelligence? Something that is key to emotional intelligence, I think, which is uh, the self-awareness and then the self-management. And so when that type of response happens, I, I had a response like this yesterday to a plan that I presented, and clearly the CEO didn't buy it. And I was asking the CEO to for a stretch. I was asking him to stop asking me when something will be done, and let's commit to a plan to deliver the best results. And yes, and, and, and I gave him a mild, you know, I think it's going to be, I'm pretty sure we can get it done this year. <laughs> when really what he wanted to hear me say was, you know, by the end of next, by the end of this quarter, it will be done. So, so I had to, and, and I could see in the presentation, he did the classic, like he will move back and, you know, and the co-founder was like, give me more, give me more, give me more. Uh, the co-founder was excited. And I, uh, A, I was only halfway through my presentation and, and I got the clear signal from the CEO that he, he's not really pleased. I had to notice in my own self that I was getting, I was feeling bad about myself. And, and I could, and, and the more I spoke, the more I started speaking to, to me, <laughs> the more I tried to make me feel like, just calm down, calm down, calm down, you know? And, um, and man, I mean, I, you would think that I would have conquered this stuff by now, but I felt like shit. And I'm talking about, I'm talking about this is happening in seconds. In seconds, this thing is degrading. And so now the voice in my head, I'm no longer talking to the CEO. I am now talking to me. And I'm trying to be like, hey, hey you know, uh, everything's cool. I'm still a great CTO. This plan, you know, I still stand by this plan. But now... Now I notice I'm getting a bit defensive. So now I'm getting a little angry. Like, dude, you know, you CEOs always want dates. You always think it's simple. You all now I this and I'm talking about seconds and I'm talking about this is happening in my head during sentences as I'm talking. I'm like, time is slowing down. And so and 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 this is this is in in, in EQ, you're like, okay. If I can be an observer, I'm like, you know what, Etienne, this is, you're freaking out right now. Take a chill pill. The plan is great. The plan is the same. You would say this to any CEO. What's really happening is, is he is having to deal with his own discomfort that he's not getting what he wants. So now I have to move from, okay, you know what, I'm okay. Then I have to move into this the self-management. So I did that. So self-awareness, I'm freaking out. Self-management, relax, you know. Then it goes into social management, right? So now you have to say, I now have to help this CEO regulate and manage. And so the first thing I did 
when I was calmed down and when I felt better about myself. In other words, I'm not defensive. I'm not pissed off. I, I've, I've, I've put that person away. I was then able to say to the CEO, hey, I, f- I feel a frustration in the force. Called him out in a very fun, playful way. And he was like, he, you know, the CTO named my emotion. I can just relax. And now I, from a place of safety, I can now communicate where I'm coming from as the CEO. And so, uh, and that just happened yesterday. And, and, and he, 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 you know, he sent me a video and just spoke with me, spoke, just, just told me how, how much he appreciated it. And, but it's a, it was an interesting journey inside of me because, you know, I've been hired to make a difference. I, uh, there's high expectations. There's, and there's a positive vibe. I'm in the first hundred days, so there's not that much accountability yet for decisions I've made. I, I still get to point to decisions that were made before me. And so when I start delivering the bad news, that's when uh, that, and that's what starts happening like with that person you spoke with. You you didn't, you know, you had to manage your own emotions. You had to then identify what was happening for that person and then you could have that person you 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 identified that it was an actions thing. You actually identified that it was a trust issue and you were able to speak to that versus his ostensible lack of respect for the, you know, for this presentation. Okay. So everything you just said is golden. I mean, this is why you're such a great leader and CTO, right? I love that you did that. Um, So I really commend you because it's, it's a, it's my own journey as well. You know, we all struggle with that and being able to stop. But I'll tell you something. I I, I, I was talking to my girlfriend last night about um, how sometimes, you know, it's like a, in my head, it's like a White House press briefing. You go up to the podium, you tap the microphone, and go, well, all the bo- voices, please just shut up so I can think clearly. Like, there's just too much going on, <laughs> you know. And part of that is um, something that I call, um, and you described it, thought velocity. When, if you notice this awareness, when my thought velocity increases, the thoughts just start going, 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 going like that, something's up. And you slowed it down. You slowed it down. Like consciously, like, okay, stuff's racing, like, wait a minute. What? And all of a sudden you react and it's like, whoa, what just happened? Right? So I think slowing down the thought velocity is really key. And, you know, the other thought that it triggered for me is that I um, I spent many years working with um, at-risk high school youth, right? And a part of that um, in one stint was that there was a certain program that they wanted you to sort of walk through with the youth. Like, we're going to walk through this program. And I would often abandon the program because I would look at the room and go, they're not paying any attention to this. They're bored out of their minds, you know, with what we're doing. I completely stop and go, this is boring, right? Everybody looked at me like, what? And I was like, so it's just like what you described. Like when you sit and you name it, people, people want the truth. And then they know that you're not focused on your message. You're focused on them. And that's what builds trust. You know, that's exactly what builds trust. It disarms everyone's defenses. But it is difficult. Um, I saw a CEO destroy his company in front of me uh, over a Zoom call. After the call, um, him and I spoke. And, I, and honestly, I was embarrassed to be 
in the C-suite with this person. The team was about 20 people and, uh, you know, it, it was a disaster. Honestly, one of the worst things I've, I've, I'd ever seen, or, or let me put it this way, one of the worst things in my professional career that I'd ever been a part of. And uh, so him and I were able to debrief afterwards. And to his credit, he first words out of his mouth was, um, you know, I fucked up. Um, that didn't go the way I wanted it to go. And so uh, that was good. Uh, didn't change much, but that was a good starting point for the conversation. But here's what I noticed. I, I noticed this thing in him where he was delivering bad news to the company, really bad news. Like uh, it was, it, it wasn't, someone hadn't died, but it was almost something like that. And it, it would radically alter the course of the company. So then he created this persona. I could see it happen while he was talking. I could see the persona form in his brain of his audience. And it was, in his brain, the persona was, we hate you and we are going to leave this company tomorrow. That was the persona in his head. And then he started yelling at that persona. He spent the next 20 minutes yelling and threatening and saying shit to the, and I could see it in his head. Meanwhile, his team was like, we just, we, we love this company. We love your vision. We just want to know what's next. Like, meanwhile, in his head, the persona was, you suck and we're all quitting tomorrow. And he literally started using that language. Like, you guys can all quit tomorrow. And I don't care if you do it, and I'm going to rebuild this company, and fuck all y'all. And I was able to tell him in the debrief afterwards. I was like, you know what, dude? And he was like, wow, you you hit the nail on the head. I started yelling at that persona. And that, again, emotional intelligence where you listen, I have to be aware of others' emotions. I have to be able to read the room. And you can't do that if you can't read your own emotions first. Well, it's also the other aspect of that, which I think you're touching on too, and I just told my teenager this, is that we're meant more, we're meant to be more than just reactive. And especially as leaders, you find you're always just reacting. Oh, now the board wants this. Oh, now the CEO said this. Okay, let's go run and scurry and do this. No, you are in control. And if you kind of approach it from the perspective of, no, I'm a proactive, offensive force in this organization. That's very different than, oh, now I'm only as good as the next circumstance. So you wake up the next day and go, I don't know what's going to happen today. We'll see. But isn't it? You know, oftentimes the personality type of the CTO could be classified as supportive on the Myers-Briggs thing. And it's like we want to, we, we want to support, we want to help. And, and I, think, I think that is a good thing. The, 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 the yang to that yin is, is that we end up doubting ourselves. We end up craving people's approval. We end up overplaying statements. And I often draw it as you can either be below the situation or on top of it. And, and okay, you know, that's definitely not a Chinese proverb. But, but um, 
but it's uh, you can either sort of be underneath it and 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 have it have it sort of be your covering or smothering gravity blanket and you're just living underneath it yes it's comfortable but it can get too hot underneath that and you know and or you can throw that off and start owning your own results and and be like i am in service to you ceo but i'm actually i'm working for me that's right i'm a strategic partner i'm a problem solver not a problem reporter you were talking about what you would look for in a vp of engineering uh is that i look for people that want to eat problems for breakfast people who want to eat problems this is what they do. They seek it out. You know, like you think about a lot of athletes, like, you know, there's the famous stories about Michael Jordan. I'm a big basketball fan. But, you know, they love the pressure. They want the ball with the last, you know, fourth quarter, last second shot. And if there is no pressure, they create pressure, and, you know, because that's what they want. That's how I'm wired, by the way. So it's like, you know, you've got to seek it out. Well, you got to know that this is my role. My role, if there were no problems, I would not have a role. You know, no, companies don't, I mean, teams don't need leaders to just react all the time. You can find that anywhere. Thank you for joining us here in the CTO studio. And thank you to Imad Georgi, who really gave us some great ideas about emotional intelligence and self-awareness and self-management. Now, if you would like to get into conversation with him, please go over to the ctostudio.fm. We're talking about these topics and others. Also, please visit uh, 7ctos.com. And while you're there, you can say hello to Imad. Uh, As always, we encourage you to go and subscribe to the podcast in iTunes. And I promise you, we will see you next time.